Hello, this is Talking in Bed with Jen. Welcome back, guys. I am recording this for a second time. You know, sometimes I um I get onto these topics where I get like so far into the topic and then I realize that I, I just don't feel comfortable. Like, I don't feel like I know enough about what I'm talking about and I'm talking about like a sensitive topic and, um, and then I just think, you know what, it's not worth me kind of putting out something that, something I don't feel good about. You know, sometimes I put out stuff and I feel really good about it and I think yeah that was kind of interesting or I don't know if I'm funny you know I used to think that I was a very funny person um and I definitely was but uh I don't know I feel like my funniness has oh this is gonna be like the saddest (laughs) this is gonna be the opposite of funny I feel that my funniness has like waned a little bit with age but that said, I think that it, I'm like dinner table funny, you know, I'm funny in the context of something and, um, I don't know that I'm funny just like, I don't know if this is funny. (laughs) Like I obviously make myself laugh a bit, um, but I don't know. I don't know what, you guys. Um, so I just didn't feel good about what I had recorded. And I at least want to feel like I'm not stepping on anybody's feelings. <laughs> I'm not sort of walking into a topic that I don't know anything about. Um... But generally, I'm feeling very, like, I'm not as, like, into recording lately. And I don't really know why that is. I, um, I feel like I've had a lot of just kind of other stuff on my mind. And, um, you know, just, like, family stuff and... It's not anything that I would talk about on here. So that probably is part of it. You know, I kind of think of this podcast as a place where I can dump out my, what do you call it, like my other thoughts, my my thoughts that can't be like categorized. They're not like problems that need to be fixed. They're not plans for the future. Uh, they're not, to a lesser extent, it's, uh, whatever, like my musings on my life or something. It's just the other stuff, the, the kind of random, what would you say, like ephemera that hangs around in my head. And, um, so I think I've had a lot of family stuff on my mind and, um, you know, I, I kind of, 
and I have, I watch, like, a lot of YouTube, <laughs> and, um, I feel like that's literally all that's in my head right now, is, uh, like, family stuff, future planning, and, like, just YouTube stuff, just kind of what's on YouTube. And that feels so boring. Oh, God, just saying that makes me feel bored. Um, and I do think that that's kind of like a little bit of an issue. You know, that is not what makes me happy. Like family problems and like YouTube. I mean, YouTube videos do kind of make me happy. There are a lot of really good YouTubers out there. Uh, but it's like family problems and like future plans. Like, ugh. I mean, it's nice. Well, not the family problems. Uh, pro- problems is too strong of a word. You know, it's just stuff that you're kind of, I'm just thinking about, you know, just reflecting. Um... And I think that's, I think that something that I'm feeling about this podcast (laughs) is that, um, you know, the, wow, I'm really struggling to get this out. It's like. I enjoy talking on this podcast when I feel relaxed. I don't know if that's the right word. It's a placeholder. I think that I don't feel that relaxed right now. There's just been a lot, like, in the news a lot going on in the world and it really seems like every week it's kind of like what kind of what new shit is going to hit the fan this week and I think that what motivates me to do this podcast is talking about silly silly stuff, just kind of thoughts that are in my head that don't have to do with the the hard truths about life, you know, it's just other stuff. And I don't know that I feel like I've, maybe I haven't been giving enough room in my life for that. And that's kind of a nice thing about this podcast is that I don't know that I would know that that was happening if I wasn't saying this right now. Um, You know, I had wanted to record 
an episode today with my sister. But my sister has two kids. She's, she's a very busy mom. That's totally fine. We will hopefully record an episode whenever is okay for her. And that's, you know, I completely understand. So that's not an issue. I think that was kind of my plan for the day to an, to an extent, though, was that I didn't really have to think of anything. But I have to say that even the last episode, I mean, I was like, my brain was fried that day. That episode just like made no sense. <laughs> and, um, but I thought a lot because I just kind of randomly asked my sister if she wanted to record an episode with me and she was interested. And I thought a lot about kind of guiding her through this experience of recording and what kind of things would we talk about and something that really came through to me was so when I I've done two interviews for podcasts and both times right at the beginning of recording I just would get very like anxious all of a sudden like I would get flustered almost so the first time I really just got like flustered and tongue-tied and I that was an interview with my cousin who has a podcast called things that are good. And you can find my episode on there. I think it's about traveling. And, um, she was like very calm about it and just like, you know, calm me down and we got re started and it was fine from there. And then the episode I did with comic trades monthly, I didn't get, too flustered about the interview but I couldn't hear them right away like there was a little audio issue and I kind of like burst into the intro and was kind of like I can't hear you guys and I think they probably edited that out and um and what I like about this one the fact that I I don't edit anything although I will you know which kind of so this is the second time I've recorded this podcast. I guess I made like I made like a very half-hearted attempt at trying to edit the stuff that I had previously recorded today, but I can't I don't know how it works. <laughs> it says split on the thingy like when I go to edit the audio it has a line, and above the line, it says split. But the bar doesn't split. I can't, like, take out a sec. I don't understand how it works. And so then I just kind of, like, get rid of the whole thing. And when I was thinking about recording with my sister, I thought, well, how... What if she gets kind of flustered or she just feels a little, you know... She feels stressed out because uh, she can hear one of the kids asking for her or something like that. You know, just what could distract her? And I thought, well, what I like about this podcast is that I talk about what I'm feeling in the exact moment that it's coming up. And so something like the fact that I... I don't feel like I have a a lot of um, whimsical thoughts in my head. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's not a lot of whimsy when you're 34. I'm not really sure. 
everything feels very serious, you know? And I hate that. I really do. (laughs) I need, I really don't, I need whimsy. I need to just be kind of entertained by some silly thing. And, um... It's, at least it's good for me to, like, know that. You know, I I don't know how to get more whimsy, become more whimsical. When I was younger, I was just all, I was very whimsical, you know. I was, I was, I identified very strongly with the concept of, the manic pixie dream girl, which really didn't have a name when I was younger. It sort of came around as time went on. Actually, the movie Elizabeth Town that stars Kirsten Dunst, who's German, American, and Orlando Bloom, that there was like a review of that movie and the reviewer used the phrase manic pixie dream girl. And that's where that phrase got coined and then it sort of got retroactively attributed to a lot of different female characters. And what is so funny is that the first time that I smoked weed, I was in my sophomore year of college. And I think it must have been, it was cold out at least because I remember having a jacket on around that time. So, um... Maybe it was the second semester, so like winter to spring. And um, I, my parents were visiting, and I went to the movies with them because there was it wasn't a lot to do in the town that I went to school in, which was in Massachusetts. It was like a small town. So uh, when they would come up to visit, you know, we would go. They would stay at like, one of two hotels in the area, and we would go, uh, out to the movies or something. So we went and saw Elizabethtown, and I was already planning on, like, going out to a party that night. It was Saturday night. And something about that movie, and you know what? It must have been because I identified with this manic pixie dream girl, this, like, girl who just like lives in the moment and she you know the criticism is that her whole function is to uh, teach this world weary guy about the joy of like living in the moment and the joy of life you know but I liked it just for myself I enjoyed that for me Uh, And probably to a certain extent, I thought that it would be fun to meet a guy who kind of found me so fascinating that I changed his whole life. I mean, who doesn't? I don't know. I'm sure there are plenty of people who don't. But I think a lot of people like that idea that they will be so fascinating to somebody that they will completely change another person's life. Right, and their whole outlook on life. And um, 
I was watching that movie and I decided, I think during the movie or after the movie, I was like, I'm going to smoke weed tonight. And uh, this was before Ma- before weed was legal in Massachusetts. Um, and that was just a decision that I had made. And the funny thing is that um, before, before I went to college, I was quite religious, Christian, not I was never conservative. I was like, I considered myself to be kind of like rebellious within the world of Christianity, like a hippie Christian. And um, I was very into like being a hippie. I really liked that whole vibe and look and the music and all that. And um, being very kind of like an earthy, spiritual Christian. That was my kind of vibe. And uh, so when I was at college, the first semester of college, I didn't drink. Second semester, I started drinking. And um, and then, yeah, by <laughs> my second semester of my sophomore year, I was like, okay, I'm going to try weed and um I went to a house party that night where I I might have had a boyfriend then my first boyfriend I don't remember who he like smoked weed but not he wasn't like a crazy pothead or anything um but he was from Vermont (laughs) and um we were at this house and I somehow I like knew that, you know, I just, I don't know. I think I just kind of was heard people kind of like, okay, like let's go in here. And I was like, hello, can I join you? I don't remember how I got myself kind of in the room and, um, it did not work. It didn't like take. And I think I must've said that because people were like, yeah, sometimes the first time it doesn't really work that well. I don't know why that is. Is that true? Um, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, (laughs) and after that, I, I never was like a really big weed, you, I've never been a big, (laughs) could I have more trouble making a decision about this? I've rarely been a daily smoker. How does that sound? There were certain brief periods in my life where I would smoke weed every day. (laughs) They were very short-lived because I, like, could never... I just felt really dumb, basically. Like, just too, like... It was like I was always half asleep and I really, I didn't like that. That really just didn't, um, I already have, (laughs) I have enough trouble as it is, you know, (laughs) with this brain of mine. I didn't need any help, you know, but, um, I mean, I like, I like weed. (laughs) I think it's fun. It's a fun drug is it even a drug for god's sake 
I think it's fun. And um, I think that with the legalization, I think it's great. I'm totally fine with it, you know, and definitely people who have been arrested on like two grams of weed should not be in prison. You know, all of that is completely ridiculous and just offensive. Um, but, um, I think that, I think that people listening to this for the first time will be shocked to learn I don't smoke weed more often because of how kind of, I don't know, I think I sound like really spacey lately. I'm just feeling a little spaced out the past couple of days. Um, Elizabethtown. I don't remember the movie, though. Uh, I really, I mean, I remember little bits and pieces, but the most significant Manic Pixie Dream Girl movie that sticks out to me that I loved was Garden State, which was, like, right in the middle of, like, my college days. Maybe it came out maybe slightly before I went to college and or somewhere around there you know like a little before I went to college or like during my freshman year and I would have people tell me often that I reminded them of the lead character or or whatever the the girl role played by Natalie Portman I think probably because we both have like dark curly hair um but she was very she was very quirky and um, funny and just kind of odd. And, uh, I remember Sam, that was her name. And I remember in the movie that she makes a point of saying that she doesn't believe in God and that I was very, I was still quite Christian at the time. So, um, that, you know, was sort of a point of digression. I don't know. Oh my God. (laughs) It was just a difference between us, okay? And, um, but I really, like, I really identified with this character. And so when it came out much later, you know, there was this word for a character like that. And it wasn't really a good word. And people didn't view these characters in, like, a really good light. Now, that's not necessarily true. There are definitely, I've read articles that are sort of like, they don't view the that character type as bad necessarily um i i really identified with that kind of character and um i i've often wondered why you know what because i feel like that character i mean it definitely existed you know they even say like um Annie in the movie Annie Hall is a manic pixie dream girl. I only saw Annie Hall once. I do not think of her as being whimsical. I'm sorry. Maybe it was like the suits, right? (laughs) That she kind of dressed in this androgynous way sometimes. That was supposed to be like whimsy. But I did not watch that movie and think, wow, this girl's so quirky. I guess maybe at the time it was, though. But, um, 
I have to wonder, like, all right, I'm trying to work out a big idea here, and I'm tired. <laughs> the character type of a manic pixie dream girl, it didn't just come out of a vacuum, right? Nothing comes out of a vacuum, obviously, and it existed because, for a reason, there were different types of female characters that had occurred in movies before that I think that a lot of times with movie characters, what makes them interesting is when they... Um, like, for, oh my god. I want to say break the mold. I'm struggling to say, to not say that because it doesn't apply here. Uh, and then I want to say, like, breaking stereotypes. And I'm feeling so frustrated right now with not being able to use the right words for things that I just want to delete this whole episode again. I really do. Like, I feel so annoyed right now that I'm not able to express myself well. <sighs> I feel kind of, like, sleepy and... I've been stressed out today and I like my eyes, literally my eyes have like been fighting being open the whole day. Do you know what that's like? Like you wake up, you've gotten sleep, but like they, your eyes just like never get in on the game. <laughs> your eyes have like a mind of their own. I'm so annoyed right now. Because what I want to say is that why is it that I was sort of a manic pixie dream girl and this particular kind of character like really became very prominent around the time that I would have identified with that character and so much so that it's like it's documented that this character like everybody started noticing that this kind of particular quirky girl, this quirky, like, in-the-moment girl existed in movies. But I also felt that way, and I responded a lot to those characters. I identified with them. Ramona Flowers from Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. She's another manic pixie dream girl. I'm... What I want to say is that I must have come up with an idea of a girl, whatever, like I sort of developed an identity of outside of the movie characters of being a girl who was like cute and feminine, but, but stands out from the crowd by having quirky interests and being interested in like vintage and retro clothes and music but at the same time there's sort of something artistic about 
her, but she's not necessarily an artist. She just kind of lives in an artistic way. That, why did I come up with that? It's not like I cooked it. I didn't like sit down on my bed and think it up. It just came to me over time. It was sort of like being the weird girl, but an approachable weird girl who you'd want to take on a date, you know? And I, I, why did that happen? You know, it's like, what kind of messages had I received growing up? from the media or from school, friends, family? What kind of things did I understand about myself that led me to feel like, I mean, and just kind of me, myself, I mean, I knew that I wasn't a really girly girl. I wasn't really interested in doing my hair or makeup. I didn't like shopping. Now, I tried to do those things. I tried to be that person, but it really, it never stuck. I never, like, got, I never got it, you know. And to this day, when I see women who are, like, my age that, like, have, like, these perfect houses and hair, perfect clothes, perfect makeup, perfect, I don't know how they do it. You know, like, I don't, it may as well be magic. I don't know what they're doing that makes them (laughs) understand how to do those things, you know. Even though to me, I think it seems very cookie cutter and it's not interesting to me, for me personally, but I don't understand how they understand how to do it, how to be like this, just an official girl, (laughs) an official woman. Um, I, uh. So I had this understanding of sort of not being a stereotypical girl, but I wasn't like a dark emo girl. You know, that really wasn't me. I had a pretty bubbly personality and um, I was outgoing and curious and interested in people. And I knew that I wasn't really book smart. That wasn't like a strong place for me, but I knew that I... I knew that I what. So it it was kind of like I wasn't going to get, I wasn't going to be getting by on my smarts. You know, I wasn't going to be outsmarting anybody. And, uh, well, what do I, you know, the, the bigger thing, more than just not thinking that I was super book smart, it was like I wasn't a type A person. I knew that, you know, I wasn't, I didn't excel at school. I didn't excel at dance. I wasn't good at sports. It's kind of like, I didn't excel in any of those like go-getter type A fields. So I understood I'm a type B person and I'm much more laid back and I would prefer to go like a more passive route. I have noticed as I've gotten older that I have a lot more passivity kind of in my life. And when you're like a go with the flow, kind of in the moment person, there is a freedom in it 
to an extent, but it's also this passivity because I think there's probably a fear there of trying to be better at something to really put in the effort, you know? Um, and I, I mean, you can call it laziness very easily, but laziness is 99% of the time laziness occurs because you're afraid or you're really overwhelmed or both. Um, so laziness is just, it's passivity out of, or uncertainty, you might be uncertain. So that is coming out as laziness. You know, and I think uh, those three things really <laughs> hits the nail on the head pretty much for me. Um, and I didn't, all of that about laziness, I didn't know that for a long time. I only know that because of therapy. Um, so it's sort of, I think that the manic pixie dream girl is a girl who... And I, I wasn't like told by society that I wasn't smart. There were a lot of examples of smart girls in the media. And I knew lots of smart girls in my school. You know, I certainly never had an idea that I couldn't be smart. I actually had the belief that girls were supposed to be smart, like book smart. And I, I, that was never me because I struggled so much in school to do things, you know, on time and remember to do things and to do them thoroughly or well or whatever. So I just never felt like I was, um, I don't want to say that I wasn't smart. I don't, I probably did at the time feel like I wasn't smart, but I just wasn't um, good at schoolwork. <laughs> I do have a master's. <laughs> um, and I think I, I thought, well, I'm not like a super hot girl, <laughs> but I'm cute. I can, you know, I'm cute and, uh, I can, I can make that work for me in the dating world. And, um, and I, I guess I did. I mean, I've had quite a few boyfriends. Both relationships have not worked out, obviously, you know, um, which could be for a lot of different reasons, but, um, I feel like I just went to like a like a very dark place with that. Um, and I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling like a little bit, well, a little blue. Let's say that I feel a little blue cause I'm stressed out about stuff and, um, you know, I think it's, I think it's, really important for me to like remember that and and to remember that this is sort of the point of this podcast is for me to 
to to understand myself in a better way, you know, to, um, to get to know my sort of the ins and outs of my daily experience. You know, prior to this podcast, I mainly would only talk this openly um, in therapy. And that only happens once a week. And when you know it's coming up, you know, I might plan for things. I might have some specific stuff that I want to talk about in therapy. And it's not this... It's not talking about this kind of daily stuff. You know, that's really this, that's really the important things that, um, you know, how I'm feeling right now really dictates how I'll feel in the week going forward. Not that it can't change, but it just it just kind of lets me know where I'm starting off, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of in a weird place right now. I'm, so it's just, it's a good way for me to know where I am. And you know, what does that mean? Like, I'm thinking about people who are listening to this, who might be feeling similarly. And I think it's like, okay, so are we all supposed to have like podcasts where we check in on ourselves? We'd have, you know, no time to record our own because we'd be listening to all the different podcast people just talking. Um, and that's why it's always like funny to me that I get any listeners to this because it feels so personal. You know, it's sort of like... I. I've said this before, like, I don't really know what people get out of listening to this, if they get anything out of it, because it's, especially if you don't know me, it's sort of like, if you know me, I guess you're getting, like, here's a, <laughs> it's a big dose of Jen. Um, but yeah, it's, Maybe it's just interesting to get to know another person that, you know, like, maybe you and I will never meet, and, um, but I've sort of helped you, I don't know, fill the time on your drive to work, or I guess a lot of people, I mean, people keep saying, like, well, nobody's going to work. I mean, that's not really true, is it? I go to work. <laughs> I never stop going to work. I don't know if everybody knows this, but I, the initial reason for me starting this podcast was because I worked the night shift for the postal service and I don't have a driver's license in Germany. I have a driver's license, but I'm from New York state and New York state drivers have to take the written and practical driving exams again and they're not they're trickier than in New York State at least I can take them in English so it's not like it's a a language barrier issue it's more of a wish I just I don't want to <laughs> I hated doing that when I was 16 and 17 
I didn't do well on my permit or my driving tests in New York. And um, so having to go through that process again is really like hell. I just don't, I have very little interest. And um, I used to live in the city and I could, it didn't matter that I didn't have my license because I could get around with public transit. And now I live in a more suburban area and it's a little more complicated that I don't have my driver's license. Uh, so I bike to work every night. And um, it only takes me about 15 minutes to bike to work, but half of it is uphill. And it's not just one straight hill. I mean, there are kind of, there are points in the hill. It, it, it's one big hill. And then there's a, a little bit of a break where it's flat. And then, a bear, I mean, it's like short. I mean, I pedal twice and then there was another hill after that. That hill is very short, but it is straight up. The one big hill has different kind of points where it's a little bit less of an incline. So those are like my break point. My, you know, it just is a little easier to bike up those lower incline points. Um, but I mean, I'll bike in, I bike in the middle of the night sometimes. And, um, so I'm in the suburbs. It's very quiet in the middle of the night. And, um, I mostly ride past houses. There are like two, two, two or three fields that I ride past. And, um, I don't like riding past those fields. You know, I get a lot of scary thoughts that pop into my head. I, when I first started out doing that, I was really afraid of the dark, really like, and even in my apartment, I didn't like being in here in the dark in any apartment. That's been like a struggle for me for a long time. And, um, so I've been doing that for about a year now. And I have to say that my fear of the dark has significantly lessened. I do definitely, when I'm out riding my bike, I really keep my, I stay as aware as I can. Um, you know, I'll look over my shoulder if I see people out, which is like seeing people out in the middle of the night is both, it's terrifying and it's sort of like, okay, like somebody else is out. That's okay. <laughs> it's always men, always always men. I never see women out in the middle of the night. It tells you a lot, really. Um, and of course, I'm terrified of being raped and murdered. And those two kind of go together so often and are said in such a casual way that it almost sounds like that's like a joke. It's a true fear, you know, and I don't know if... I know that men might be afraid of getting like mugged or beat up. Um, I don't think that men are really very afraid of getting murdered by strangers. I don't think that's, I don't know, but I don't think that runs across a lot of guys' minds. And certainly I think that the fear of being raped is much less significant, obviously for women, um, and for different, 
kind, you know, I mean, it's just such a wide variety of people that would have different things that they would be afraid of. So I know that there are, of course, men who would be afraid of being raped and murdered. I understand that. But as a very, very, very general, generalized rule, or whatever, like, stereotype. Uh, but mostly I'm afraid of <laughs> supernatural kind of fictional characters coming after me. Um, monsters from movies. You know, it, that's more what scares me. <laughs> um, and so to kind of combat that, I always listen to podcasts on my ride to work. And it just helps me, it's probably one of the biggest things that helps me deal with the fear of riding at night. Um, although I will say that I do think to myself it kind of attracts attention to me. Um, but I can't imagine going to work if I didn't have anything to listen to. That would be really scary to me, to have to ride in silence, in the dark, in the silent neighborhood, in the dark. That would not work for me. So the podcasts really help to just get my mind focused on different stuff. And um, so uh i was talking about that because maybe somebody listens to me on the way to work that could be or oh god or maybe somebody listens to me when they're going to sleep and that's a nice idea too um i kind of feel like i have to start wrapping this up cuz i've been at it for a little while and i am getting quite sleepy now um, I don't know, guys, I feel so kind of, I'm having such mixed feelings about this podcast right now, and that really makes me sad, because I have enjoyed doing this podcast so much, but I almost feel like I need to kind of, I don't know, I have to, I've talked before about wanting to do, like, recurring segments on this show, on this show, on this podcast. And um, maybe it would just help me to have something I can kind of talk about. I, I think I need to just inject a little bit more fun into this poured course. So thanks for listening. Thank you for kind of helping me work through my my sleepiness and my frustrations with being sleepy. I really appreciate that. Um, I hope that you're doing well and, um, I shall think of you always. Goodbye. And don't forget to listen to Space Girl Spiff Explores, a Calvin and Hobbes podcast. Goodbye.